for those who are watching and listening, you are typically a decision maker. You're either in a startup or you're in a corporation. Um, you're in the C-suite kind of realm. You're running teams. You've got 20 things you've got to do all day, but you also got to look ahead and you're constantly managing up, down, sideways. And so for today, I've got three really simple questions that I want to ask David for you guys. And so the first question and it relates to sales is... Welcome to The Point of View Show. My name is Andrew Tran. I'm your host. This show highlights business professionals in Asia and around the world to get an understanding on what makes them effective, how they do it, and advice to help you grow in leadership, branding, marketing, and sales. For more information, head over to my website, www.andrewtran.asia. Before we get into it, smash that subscribe button and click notifications, whether or not you're listening or watching this. It helps me a ton and it helps other like-minded people find these episodes a lot easier. Now, let's get on with the show. My next guest is David Massover. He is a veteran when it comes to the sales game with over 30 years of experience in B2B sales. He's written a couple of books around sales process and management effectiveness. Uh, He's also a host on his own podcast called Driving B2B Sales Revenue and he also works as an independent coach and sales consultant. We had an awesome chat. I mean, let's be honest, all of these interviews are pretty awesome as well. Like the fact that I'm learning each step of the way through this journey, but in this particular one, it's all about sales. I wanted to get his insights around his technique, why it's effective, and also getting some advice around how to use that technique through his kind of point of view uh, in order to sell within like a boardroom style of approach so i think it's really interesting it's going to be really relevant especially if you're already a salesperson but even if you're a c-suite or you're a decision maker in a startup in a small startup learning how to understand and break down problems and create value out of that and sell that in your words it's going to be so important and this is what i got out of talking to david so without further ado give it up for david Masso. david how are you going i'm good man glad to be here yeah. Hey, um, thank you so much for your time. And by the way, for anyone that's watching or listening, you're coming in from uh, Budapest in Hungary, right? That's right. Yep. And, uh, but you have an American accent. So tell us, how how'd you, <laughs> of all places in Europe, how'd you end up in uh, Budapest? So the short version of that story starts with, so there was this girl, <laughs> right? The long version of the story requires lots of alcohol and <laughs> tissues and, you know, more time than any of us have. So let, let's just leave it at that. Okay. All right. That's cool. And um, of course, that was 15 years ago. So, you know, it's, it's been a long and winding road. Nice, man. And then since then, you've just kind of been building, building your sales pipeline and, and your dreams and, and become an author at the same time, which is cool. Well, you know, I mean, it's been, it's been, uh, there's been a lot of phases over the 15 years. When I first came here, I was doing coaching and consulting exclusively in the region, not just Hungary, but also around the CE region. And then from about 2009 until 2017, I was doing a lot of work with startups. There was a big kind of a startup explosion here. And I had some history with that in the States and I did some interim management projects. But then in 2017, uh, one of those interim management projects ended. And I just took some time and thought about it. I said, listen, I probably have about 10, maybe 15 years left that I want to work. What do I want to do? 
And I, I just realized what I really love doing is, is working with sales teams, salespeople, sales organizations, sales leaders. So I refocused my business on that. I, I really started getting deliberate about LinkedIn because I wanted to work with people all over the world, not just in the region. And uh, yeah, it's going good so far. I'm enjoying it. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of uh, the internet. You know, see new faces, build new bases, all that kind of, all that great stuff. Yeah, that first W in www, it actually stands for world. So, you know, you've really got a lot of reach. <laughs> exactly, man. Hey, so uh, for anyone that's watching and listening, today's theme is about sales. And as you might have already heard, David is a sales guru. Um, <laughs> and we, we actually spoke about, like we just said the saying, you know, lighting fires, kicking tires. And I think, I think today I, I want to supercharge anyone that's watching or listening. And, and for those who are watching and listening, you are typically a decision maker. You're either in a startup or you're in a corporation. Um, you're in the C-suite kind of realm. You're running teams. You've got 20 things you've got to do all day, but you also got to look ahead and you're constantly managing up, down, sideways. And so for today, I've got three really simple questions I want to ask David for you guys. And so the first question and it relates to sales is, what is your sales style? Sales style. Okay. You know, I, I never had, um, I never followed somebody else's sales style. I, I was never a Sandler guy. I was never a, you know, a medic guy. I, I have nothing against any of those things, but I was very self-taught as a salesperson. When I first started selling, I mean, I had a rough start. It, it was terrible. Uh, it was kind of like, you know, here's your desk, here's your phone, go for it. And I had no idea what to do. So I, I was stubborn and I muscled it out and I figured it out. And that's really the way that I've approached sales and business all along. And of course, a lot of that includes reading things, you know, that, that are, uh, you know, from Sandler and from Medic and from, you know, other people. And, you know, you have to learn wherever you can, but there was never any like, you know, this is my name style. That said, uh, you know, I've been at this for about 30 years and especially in the last couple of years, when I'm communicating to salespeople about how to be effective, one of the themes that always comes up is, you know, you got to be solving problems. And everybody hears that and they kind of nod their head and they're like, yeah, 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 we do that, we do that. But you dig into it with people and they're not doing that. For example, I had a, a client a couple of weeks ago who was a consultant and I, I had him go through a written exercise in between two coaching sessions and he sent it to me and you know, the question was, what problem do you solve? I don't remember the exact question, but that was the gist of it. You know, what problem do you solve? And he, and, and he said, well, the problem I solve for my prospects is that they need a good consultant. It's like, no, they don't need a good consultant. They have some kind of a problem that a consultant might solve. And that's really typical. So people will, you, you'll say, what problem do you solve? And people's first reaction is they start talking about their product and they start talking about their service. And you say, that's not a problem. That's your product. And you go, oh, 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 I see what you mean. And then they start talking about the benefits. And you really have to dig deep to understand, you know, what, what is my prospect really unhappy about? You know, when, when they're sitting in their chair and they just got an email or they just got off a phone call or somebody just left or they just came out of an internal meeting and they're like, you know, explicative, you know, why can't I get my head around that? Why is this so frustrating? Why is this such a pain in the you know what? That's what you want to tap into. What is the problem that you're solving from your prospect's perspective? And if 
your messaging, your outreach, your discovery, all the things that you're doing in sales and also marketing are focused around that, but really not what you think it is at a first pass, but you dug deep into it, then I think you're going to get, uh, you're going to penetrate what I call the, you know, communications armor much more effectively. Okay. Uh, so talk to me a little bit more about this communication armor. It sounds like it's a bit of a process, right? So when I say communication armor, what I mean is there's just a lot of noise in the world. Right. You know, I, I, I don't care what you're selling. Your prospects are overloaded with messages. So if, if you are, especially if you're doing cold outreach, but also if you've secured a meeting and, you know, you need to, to do discovery, demo, you know, understanding the prospect, getting uh, you know, your message across about who you are. There's kind of this armor that prospects have. They've heard it all before. They've seen it all before. And, and if you just start droning on about you and your stuff, you're just, you know, they're, gonna, they're mentally going to go elsewhere. It, you're going you're gonna to get into a much better conversation if you start out with, um, you know, listen, we, we've been seeing a lot of this in the market and a lot of our clients are really struggling with this, that, and the other. Uh, or at least they were before we came along. And what we've been able to help them with is X, Y, and Z, and then they've achieved this result. And it does sound very formulaic. The trick is really digging deep and understanding. And there's a lot of different ways you can do that. You can brainstorm internally. You can talk to your customers. You can do a post on LinkedIn if you have good engagement and just ask people. But you want to hear from the people who are having the problem how do they think about it? And then when your talking points start to reflect that, then you, you just have a much better chance of, of having your message resonating with the right people because they hear that and they say, yeah, that's, that sounds right. And yeah, it sounds like you've helped people like me with that. So tell me more because I'd like to solve that problem if you got the problem right. Yeah, so you, you also kind of explained like why your style is effective, the problem style is effective because by understanding the problem, then you can come into a, you can come into a mindset where you can actually formulate the right solution. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. And at the end of the day, um, you know, you, you, I do, I'm a very process oriented salesperson. I've got a couple of books on process and, you know, I tend to lead with process, whether I'm coaching or, or working with a company or, or an organization. And one of the things I learned early was, you know, each of the steps of the process should be good. But if, if the early steps set up the later steps for success, then, then you've really got a process that's, that's effective. And if you start the process, if you start outreach, if you start those first conversations or you start the discovery conversation talking about the problems that you solve, well, the end of the process is, you know, some form of great. So can we move forward with us helping you solve this problem using whatever it is that I'm selling? Obviously you wouldn't use those words, but that's, you know, that, that's the, that's the, the core of the message that you want to get to. And if so, you, so if you start with, these are the problems that we solve, you set yourself up to more effectively end with, you know, let's solve those problems for you. Yeah. It's, it's funny because like solving problems and sales, and combining those two in a way that flows in a very natural state that kind of brings yourself out. Because like you, you know, you've mentioned earlier, uh, people don't buy product. They don't buy from a product unless the product's fantastic and it speaks to it, but they, they buy from the person and it's, it's, it's how you're able to personalize yourself, you know, to your prospecting customers. 
and it's, it actually relates really close to dating. And, and I, you know, as I was doing this research, I noticed you did a video around like the salesman guide to dating and you went through this yeah. process. It was cool. Yeah. I, there's actually a Kindle book uh, on Amazon. It's free. Go ahead and download it. It's fun. It's fast. I just wrote it. In fact, I wrote it at the end of that interim management job I talked about earlier in 2017. It was just, mm -hmm. you know, that was a book I always wanted to write. So while I was thinking about what I wanted to do, I wrote that. But yeah, I mean, think about it, right? I need to have a place where I can meet somebody. I need to, you know, reach out and start a conversation. I need to have a conversation to see if our, if our interests are aligned. And then if, if I want the, the relationship as it were to move forward, I've got to do something proactively to make sure that happens. And in a lot of cases, dating and, and sales both reflect kind of that general process. It, you know, if, if you get too much into the details, you can get into trouble, but at, at a high level, I think there's a lot of similarities. Yeah, 100%. And do you find, I think you also touched on it before when you spoke about it, do you find that uh, your you know, your sales style has changed over time because you've just built experiences over the time? That's a really great question. And, you know, I think it's hard to analyze yourself. So I'm actually not sure. Like, I don't know if my style has changed or if it's really just been refined. You know, when I think about kind of at the highest level, uh, when I wrote Mastering Your Sales Process back in 2008, it was published in 2010, but I, I was writing it in 2008 after the financial crisis, you know, the, the basic process was, was very universal and very applicable. Find a lead source, figure out how to reach out, you know, make sure you're a good fit for each other, qualify, do a discovery, you know, suggest a solution, answer any questions, try to close a deal. Like sales has always been that, you know, what I've done, what you've done, you know, and I've never seen a sales process that doesn't fit into that basic model. You know, and I think the things that have changed over time universally, not just for me, but universally, they're subtle. You know, they're important, but they're subtle. So for me, I, I don't know that my selling style has changed so much as it's, it's adapted to some of the changes that have happened in, in the times. Like, for example, I remember I used to be able to cold call back in the late 90s. And out of 33 dials of the phone, because I kept track of this, out of 33 dials of the phone, I would reach five people. You tell somebody today how many people they reach with 33 dials of the phone, they're lucky to get one. You know, so there's just more noise. So it's like, okay, what do I have to do because there's more noise? Does that mean that sales has fundamentally changed? No, it's just, you know, there, there, there's some different dynamics. And so you kind of have to think about how to get to the same result differently. So you can't keep doing the same stuff. You know, tactics change, tonality changes, what's acceptable. I mean, like I'm wearing a black t-shirt, right? I wear nothing but a black t-shirt these days. That wasn't how it was. But has sales really changed? No, just my, you know, my apparel has changed and my, you know, I don't have to go to the dry cleaner as often. So I think that, you know, for me personally, things have refined, you kind of go deeper. But I think that's how it is for all salespeople. You know, you're constantly looking at, at, at it doesn't even have to be new information, right? It can be an old book or an old video or an old concept. And the question is, how do I apply that idea into what I'm doing today? And I think that discipline is, is really important, not necessarily the date. I mean, you could, you could read Think and Grow Rich uh, to get some inspiration. That's a very old book, but it's still very relevant because you take those concepts and you apply them to what's happening today. So that was kind of a roundabout answer to your question, but I think it's an interesting idea. How do we evolve as salespeople? And I don't think it's about any particular piece of information or any particular thing that you do. 
I think it's about really understanding what you have to accomplish and then feeding yourself with new ideas and then interpreting that into how am I going to apply that today, given the circumstances that I have and the objectives that I'm trying to reach. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. I mean, that's a good, that's a good point. Um, you know, refining that element through time uh, and, and not being so bogged down with the technicalities that, that you know, it almost like paralyzes you uh, through it. So I think, yeah, I think that's, that's really good. Uh, I've got a question that I always ask a guest and it's, it's all about if you had to put yourself, if you had to advise and coach that you, that you already do already as a consultant, if you had to advise a coach, say uh, uh, someone who is in the corporate space, who's uh, you know, an executive, they have to talk to their board or they have to talk to their executive team to, to sell this vision, this idea. Is there any advice you would give to someone who has to do that? I, I think we touched on a lot of it already. You know, sales, whatever you're selling has to be about solving a problem. And ideally you want to look at sales as getting into a conversation. So, you know, I, I don't know how many folks might still be out there thinking that sales is about having the perfect, you know, demo or the perfect pitch or the perfect deck or the perfect template or whatever. It's like, you know, I suppose that stuff can work sometimes, but if you're at a high level selling or selling anything that's even moderately complex, you need to get into a conversation because it, it's really about, it's really about understanding where the other person is and then, and then moving together towards what's going to work to, to make sense moving forward. Uh, you, you, can, you can try to ram something down somebody's throat with your ears closed, but you're just going to get a lot farther if, if you understand my objective here is to have a real conversation. And there's a lot baked into that, right? You can't have a good conversation unless you've done your homework, you know your stuff, you're, you're someone who can bring value to the table, you're a good listener, you're inquisitive, you understand your value proposition, you understand how it impacts somebody else's world. So it's real easy to say, you know, solve a problem and have a conversation. I think that's exactly what you wanna do. But like we talked about earlier, you know, peeling that back and understanding, you know, what does that really mean? And what do I have to do? And what are the skill sets involved? And, and how do I approach that? And, you know, what's the best way to get into that conversation? And once we're in the middle of it, what do I want to make sure and accomplish? And how do I move that to a success? Like asking those little questions along the way, yep. that's what's going to get you there rather than solve a problem, have a conversation, even though that's exactly right. Yeah. I like how you also kind of framed it. It's like, you have to understand the, what's in it for them. You know, yep. what's the value for them? And, and, and so part of understanding what's in that value for them is asking those questions, those key kind of qualifying questions to understand and to ascertain, to analyze like their needs. Um, and then afterwards, you're then able to pitch it to them in a way that they can understand on the first go. And, and yeah. there, there, I had a podcast guest a couple of weeks ago um, and uh, he, he, he was saying that, uh, you know, tell me more are the three most powerful words in sales. And you, know, you, can, you can use those three words or something else, but it's like, yes, yeah, so you've got your list of questions, but, but you need to show up ready to really learn. And so, so when somebody, you know, I, I think a lot of salespeople, they'll have a list of discovery questions and then they'll ask one, check the box, ask the next one, check the box. It's like, no, you really want to be curious. You really want to dig. It's like, oh, that's really interesting. You know, tell me more about that. Or that's really interesting. You know, we had a time, when another client had a similar problem and 
and they tried, you know, this solution. Have you guys ever thought about that? Guess what? That's a trial close, right? So you really want to, you don't want to take it at the surface level. You want to go deeper, have a real conversation, be interested and be interesting. And and then I think you're going to have more success. Ah, man, I, I just want to jump off this call and start like, just (laughs) do it, man, do Do it. it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So for anyone that, that wants to reach out to you, uh, what are the best channels to reach out to you by? Yeah, I post uh, every weekday on LinkedIn, so you can find me there. David Massover, M-A-S-O-V-E-R. I'm, I'm, you know, pretty easy to find there. I also Google pretty well. Uh, have uh, my own website, davidmassover.com, or you can find me on Amazon. Easy. And for anyone that's watching or listening, it's all in the show notes below. So, David, thank you so much for your time. I, it's honestly, it's given me so much food for thought in terms of how I approach not only I guess my offer as a consultant, but also how I communicate and how I kind of ascertain uh, and, and kind of distill a problem from the client in an easy, effective manner so that I can deliver the right solution for them. So thank you so much. Ah, that's great. This was fun. Thanks for having me. No worries. All right. For everyone else, thank you so much for watching and listening, and I'll see you on the next show. 